Hi, I'm Chris Doughty, Client and Scientific Portfolio Manager with Charles River, and welcome back to Eureka's Sounds of Science. CRISPR technology has enabled rapid advances in gene editing. CRISPR-based therapies will soon be in the clinic, along with other methods like base editing. As we prepare to move from laboratory bench to patient bedside, we need to be mindful of the unintended consequences and how to proactively look for and address these concerns through preclinical testing. Recently, I spoke with Dr. Julia Schuler, Research Director at Charles Rivers Freiburg site, about the disruptive power of technologies like CRISPR-Cas9 and what they mean for the future of medicine. One area of concern is off-target effects, changes in addition to the intended edit. The areas where off-target effect might lead to the greatest concerns are clearly the therapeutic and clinical applications for CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing. In the clinical application, this is much more important and also as well in both areas which are in the clinical application planned now as so meaning as well cells which are injected into humans, which are CRISPR-Cas9 editors as well as the CRISPR-Cas9 editing of the genome itself. So for both applications, we have to think of strategies how to circumvent those off-target effects. One of the best ways to mitigate off-target editing is rigorous design upfront. At the moment, the most promising strategy is clearly to get an idea how many off-target effects you will have from the CRISPR-Cas9 and getting that from these data to design your CRISPR-Cas9 as effective as possible. Some of those strategies are, for example, the in silico prediction using algorithms, which is relatively fast and relatively cheap. In silico testing, which uses only software, is extremely helpful at filtering through designs that could be problematic. Unfortunately, computers cannot reliably predict every stumbling block. Biological systems are complex, with inner workings we don't yet fully understand, so other strategies are being looked at too. Another possibility would be to do an in vitro prediction using cell-free DNA. The last possible assay would be to do a cell-based genome-wide assay, which then takes into account the cell type which you want to modify and also the biology behind it. Widespread use of technologies like next-generation sequencing and high-throughput screening means large data sets are relatively easy to generate. The challenge remains working through all of that data. Nevertheless, in the end, for all of these prediction essays, you need a really good bioinformatics capability to really get a meaningful data set out of this bunch of raw data you will receive of this. So in the end, the prediction of your off-target effects and then designing really good CRISPR-Cas9 tools will be the way to avoid too high off-target effects in, in the treatment of the diseases. In addition to rigorous design that leverages prediction and algorithms, our preclinical testing has to adapt to the new types of therapy gene editing offers. The established pipelines mostly deal with drugs or compounds. Another important point of adapting these pipelines is, for example, cell-based therapies, but also gene editing is a new kind of treating people that the established pipelines has to adapt to. 
Anticipating toxicity and side effects are important parts of preclinical testing that must evolve to address gene editing as therapy. For example, mutational analyses has to be done to see whether, for example, we have a lot of off-target mutations which might not be leading to acute tox or chronic tox in the definition we know it for now, but which might have then effects in combination with other diseases, for example, which might occur in, in a later stage of the lifetime. The complex toxicity here is analogous to cytotoxic chemotherapy and radiation to treat cancer. The intent is to kill cancer cells by targeting anything that's growing rapidly. Acute side effects come from other rapidly growing cells that also succumb to the treatment, the hair follicles, gut lining, immune system, etc. Chronic effects are the consequences of long-term exposure, like potential infertility and greater risk of some other cancers. Gene editing therapies add a layer of complexity because we're altering the function of cells which could persist long after the crisis they're treating is over. Uh, one example would be CAR T cells where a patient's own immune system is edited to help seek and destroy a tumor. So, for example, if you inject a CAR T cells which are genetically engineered by CRISPR-Cas9, you will have one clone or two clones which will do exactly what they are designed for, but there are other clones which have mutations which are not intended to be there and which might sit there for years being not a harm to the patient, but which might then start after years of being in the bone marrow niche then starting to do some immunological work or even developing a T-cell-based leukemia. The upside is that engineered T-cells help defeat the patient's tumor. The downside is that without perfect 100% prediction of what was edited and how, there remains the risk of unintended consequences. Continuous improvement in editing techniques, the algorithms, and ability to predict changes will enable better testing before and ultimately better therapies in the clinic. This is Chris Doughty, and I'd like to thank you for listening to Eureka's Sounds of Science.